Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, we have a special performance. Ian Crossland in the Orbit Gum commercial from 2007. I hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> See you later, man. I'm having noodles. Dirty mouth. With new Orbit Fabulous Fruitini and Sangria Fresca. Fabulous for a good clean feeling, no matter what. There it is. Ah. Ian Crossland cutting his nose hairs in an Orbit Super Bowl look commercial. How, look, how, look how stable those eyes are in that shot. <laughs> <laughs> what those happened? Guys, those are directed by the Pelorian brothers. Those guys look are at, rock. Look at this picture. That's awesome. That's amazing. What happened, Ian? You were, you were on the on the path to celebrity, fame, and fortune in Hollywood. I got fucking red-pilled is what happened. I, I learned about the Federal Reserve and the military-industrial complex, and I realized my life is – some things are more important than money and fame. But I still wanted to utilize the fame somehow. But, man, did I go into a spiraling depression in that period of my life because my whole life I'd geared myself towards this career. Just think. So you could what have been year thought. was that? That was 2007. I started making YouTube videos in 2006. And it was the people started commenting on my videos like, do you even know what the Federal Reserve is? Do you even know what fractional reserve banking is? I'm like, I, I've never heard they these words before. I don't even. Ian, if you, uh, you could have been Thor. Could have been. I had a management from Warner or um, CBS wanted, had me for a while. And I, I was just making YouTube video about, videos about my crazy life and how high I was. And they were like, Ian, stop making YouTube videos. I was like, you found me through my YouTube videos. And they're like, yeah, but we want to control you now. I'm like, nah, peace, Hollywood. Let's, let's talk about, uh, uh, let's talk about some, some dark stuff. So, uh, Nick, you directed Gosnell. Do, uh, uh, how about, how about this? We'll have you explain who Gosnell is and then we'll have Seamus explain who Gosnell is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kermit Gosnell ran a, uh, a women's clinic in Philadelphia, and for about 19 years, his clinic was never inspected, and he developed a uh, a way of doing of, of performing abortions, which consisted of giving them labor inducing, giving the women labor inducing drugs, which then caused the baby to be born alive, and he would then take a pair of scissors and snip the spinal cord of the baby and kill it after it was born. And this went on for years and years and years until finally it was discovered that he was doing this, I believe, in 2013, and he was convicted. Well, they discovered it in 2011, I think. He was convicted in 2013. Yeah, I mean, he's a serial killer. And that's that's true of abortion doctors, generally speaking. But he was inducing labor, as you said. He was killing them after they were already born. Part of why it's such an important story is because I get I think it really gets people to think about what abortion is. And ask themselves the question, well, I think that this man's a monster for killing the infant a moment after it comes out. What about people who regularly kill this infant while it is still inside of the mother's womb? So this guy, Gosnell, he was not performing abortions. He was legitimately killing babies. Mm -hmm. And it's a really interesting philosophical question because if the women were pregnant and he induced abortion or he induced labor, what's what's the difference between that and an abortion? 
Just the fact that the baby is positioned outside of the woman's body as he murders, as he kills it. Yeah. So it's not just that he was storing body parts in his, in the, in the building. I mean, this, this is, if, if I were, if I told you the story, here's a man who takes living human beings, kills them, and then stores their body parts in their home. You'd be like, who the Jeffrey Dahmer? Fuck. That's what yeah. I'm Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're like, well, technically it was because women were trying to terminate their pregnancies. What's the difference? Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to d- direct the movie when they uh, offered it to me and I read the script. There was a great scene, t- I think taken primarily from court transcripts, of where they talk to a legal abortion doctor and have her go through all the steps they do to make legitimate abortion. And when I read that, I was just like, I had no idea that that's what they did. And that's what made me I said, people, people talk about the abortion issue without knowing what they're talking about. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do is put that on screen. So it's like, and I, a lot of people see that scene and go, I, I didn't know that's what they did. If the baby is still connected to the mother by the umbilical cord, is it, is that why he was thinking like it's still not really breathing air? It's not taking, it's not a complete life yet because it's, he was not someone concerned with morality. He was just slaughtering infants for profit. Right. Is that why you're storing the body parts was to sell them? Uh, it, well, in the, in the movie, it, it was because he was, he had had a dispute with his medical waste company. It's really, he was a very cheap, uh, you know, he was a shyster in a lot of ways. He was very much concerned with the, and he was having a financial dispute with his medical waste company. So he was just storing the bags. How do you, so, so, uh, Wikipedia is typically left leaning, right? It's, it's very left biased. Mm -hmm. Let me just ask you guys, how do you think Wikipedia describes Gosnell? (laughs) Did they describe him as an abortion provider? I, I already took a look, so yeah, I, don't same. Yeah. I got a conceit. I already saw. No, probably not. They wouldn't let us call him an abortion doctor in any of the ads that we ran for guys. Really? Men. They wouldn't. We had to say doctor. <laughs> they wouldn't let us say abortion. Well, doctor. Wikipedia says he's an American former physician and serial killer. Wow. And the reason they do that is because they are left biased. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want people to know that what he was actually doing was, yeah, oh, abortions. Mm-hmm. He's just doing them a few minutes too late really i mean that that, weird yeah it's so weird i mean and that that's that's kind of what that scene in the movie is about it's like i play uh gosnell's attorney and at the end of the scene where she takes us through the whole process they inject poison into the fetus while it's still inside they make an incision in the back of the neck they put a vacuum in there and suck the brains out because the head's too big to come out of the canal and at the end of her describing all this it's like he says well I don't see what the difference is. You know. <laughs> wow. The judge said that or the well, the attorney. Oh, you know, wow. and then, you know, objection, calls for a conclusion, you know, that kind of thing. You know? This goes on. difference? Yeah. Oh. If it's in if it's there's no moral difference. Yeah, you're slaughtering a baby. You're killing a killing a child. This so this goes on. Uh Wikipedia Gosnell was convicted of the murders of three infants who were born alive after botched abortion attempts. Uh, and then was convicted and so on. So is that's that when you're that, doing the movie, is that exactly what you found? That's, is, was that's a lie. It was not a botched abortion attempt. What he, was it? That was the procedure that he had developed. He did all the abortions that way. If they were at a certain point, you know, if you, and he also did very, very late term abortions, abortions way past what the legal limit was. And to do an abortion on a baby like that, it's very difficult to do if you try to do it inside the womb because it's, so to yeah. him, he was probably like, I'm going to make sure I don't hurt so, the woman. 
Um, no, for him, it's I'm trying to make money because yeah. this whole argument that abortion is about women's health goes out the window with a case like this because this man literally cared nothing for their health and safety. He didn't follow Yo. any of the health regulations, the conditions they were in, and that he was performing these procedures in were absolutely disgusting. And, of course, he, procedures he used for murder, he but charging, he was treating white and black yeah, yes. women in different facilities. He was charging for, between 1600 and $3,000 for late-term abortions, and he was making ten to $15,000 per day. Oh, and he was the only one that would do it. Yeah, because it was illegal. Yeah. And he also was convicted of manslaughter, too. He killed one woman. Yeah, that went on. Um, was convicted of manslaughter in connection with the death of one woman during an abortion procedure. Yeah. And was convicted of several other medically related crimes. Mm-hmm. That's like just the uh, intro. Abuse of, a corpse. abuse of body Man, parts. Man, he's still yeah. alive, too. He, they, he was taking, when he was having the dispute with the medical waste company, this is really, he was taking body parts back to his beach house and putting them in crab pots to catch crabs. Wow. And they found body parts in the garbage disposal. He was flushing them down the drain. He was, it was, it's really, really. Treating it like chicken meat. Yeah. Disgusting. Meat grinder. Disgusting. Disgusting. How is this not the biggest story of the decade? Because it's about abortion, and they don't want you to ask that question. They don't want you to ask that question. What is the real substantive difference between murdering that infant prior to them being outside of their uh, mother's womb and immediately after? They don't want you to ask that question. Do you see that uh, video of the Virginia legislator talking to the council member, and she's like, my bill would allow abortion up to the point of birth? Mm -hmm. And the judge is like, what? Did you see that, Ian? I didn't see the actual video. So the judge, it's a, it's a, it's, it's like a council member or a judge or something, and he's like, so a woman is in labor and the baby is breaching, and she's like, my bill does not specify up to the point of birth abortion is allowed. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like the baby is coming out of the mother, and you're like, better quick kill it. Get it. Otherwise, we'll get in trouble. Let me take you guys on a little, uh, little fantasy detour here. What if the babies were neural netted from the moment of inception? What? You think that would bring humanity to the the fetus? If we could see their thought process early on in the in the creation, I think it's irrelevant. I think thought process doesn't make someone a person. Well, sometimes seeing the the ultrasound can get the woman to be like, "Yeah, I want to keep you." It. You telling me I am or I'm not a person is irrelevant to whether or not I have rights and I'm a person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just for cultural enforcement. If- I just think it's irrelevant. I think I think that's actually a dangerous path, and it would be a detriment because it's attempting to justify when someone is considered alive based on personal or subjective parameters. So, um, also, you did the documentary. You know more about this. Would you describe the the racist practices that have been discussed here? Well, he um, he had uh, separate uh, waiting rooms huh. for for black women and white women, and the the white women's room was much nicer and uh, you know well kept, and the the black women's waiting room was. Mm-hmm just like a, a a room that he didn't clean very often or whatever and when the one of the nurses asked him about it he said well that's just the way the world is honey mm-hmm. white women won't come here you know and black women are used to this yeah wow. so so I, I was actually incorrect he was not performing them in different facilities he had different rating rooms yeah different waiting rooms. rooms but nonetheless if you had a dentist who was caught using different waiting rooms for people on the basis of their race that would be a front page story Everyone in the country would be talking about it for days. It would be used as an example of why we're in a white supremacist country. That story would be on our radar for years and years. But because this guy was slaughtering infants and because the media doesn't want you to think there's anything wrong with that, he was never brought up. And he's also black. 
Yes, Kermit yes, he's black. black himself. His yeah. prosecutor said it was like racist to try to, or I'm sorry, not his prosecutor, his defense attorney was arguing it would be racist to prosecute him and yeah. elitist. The LA Times, the Atlantic Slate, and Time all published opinion columns where the writer thought the incident was not getting as much media coverage as deserved. Mm. Megan McArdle explains she didn't cover it because it made her ill. Uh-huh. But also how being pro-choice influenced writers saying most of us tend to be less interested in sick making stories if the sick making was done by our side, saying the story should have been covered much more than it was covered as a national policy issue, not a local crime story. Yes. Martin Barron, the Post executive editor, claims Amen. he wasn't aware of the story until Thursday, 11th of April, uh-huh. when readers began emailing him about it, saying, I wish I could be conscious to all the stories out there. You know what? Fuck these people. Mm. They don't pay attention. They don't read the news. And that's why shit like this gets, gets, goes on as long as it does. Mm-hmm. When you go out and you say, Hey, what's happening at the cat, cap, the capital to these people in the prisons is horrifying to say, fuck you. I don't care. Just watch the video. Fuck you. I don't care. This guy is taking babies and executing them. Fuck you. I don't care. That's what they're saying every time. If these people paid attention for two seconds, Serial killers like Gosnell would have been stopped a long time ago. This is beyond. You want to have an argument about abortion? We'll have an argument about abortion. This is a guy who is taking babies who are outside of the womb delivered and killing them. If if you we have a zombie horde in this country that won't listen and won't pay attention and they allow monsters like this to get away with it. And when they get caught, the media says, whoopsie. Mm-hmm. Not a story. Not important enough to focus on. And another thing that was going on that allowed this to go on for so long was the political uh pressure that that his his clinic was not inspected by the health inspector for 19 years Why not? Uh, because tom ridge who was the governor at the time said we don't want to be seen as being anti-women's health so leave leave these abortion clinics alone and so that that i mean wow. that right there is is what allows it so you how mean many to tell how, me that they would inspect nail salons but not how many women's clinic? How many babies did he kill? Let, 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 let's let's get as political as we can. How many babies were delivered and then killed? They they don't know precisely, but they speculate probably in excess of fifteen hundred. So this is over, and, the, and, and we're not, we're, and we're talking about babies born. Yeah, thousands. thousands. Is that that is that is the most human most people murdered by any single person for a serial killer, right? Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. This, and they say this wasn't big news. They're saying, well, it was a policy issue. We don't want he the, 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 this guy was murdering people. He I was think because murdering fifteen hundred people because the woman was basically instigating it. I think that's why. That's why it isn't being treated like murder. It's basic murder, dude. If a hitman had fifteen hundred yep. contracts from wives and killed all their husbands, he would be the most prolific serial killer. He'd be all over the news. They'd they'd call him. They'd call him the 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 uh, the dark widow. But hit the, contracts, the black widower. Hit, hit contracts aren't legal, but abortions are. No, well, those aren't, aren't abortions. That's a good point. If there was a hitman, they'd call him the black widower. He killed 1,500 husbands That's because crazy. the women said they wanted this person killed. So here you have he basically the, the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you where it gets really crazy. And this is something I don't think um, the left can answer. When it comes to uh, 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 the pro-abortion crowd, I mean overtly they're, they're advocating for abortion. Not talking about legalities of libertarian and, and difficult moral positions, which I understand the pro-life crowd probably doesn't uh, care for anyway. But let's just say this. These people are overtly pro-abortion. Um, Michelle Wolf or whatever his name, name, whatever her name is, she comes out on her show and she goes, you get an abortion and you get an abortion. Lena Dunham says she wished she had an abortion. 
What's the difference between a woman who goes into premature labor and gives birth at seven months and then throws the baby in a dumpster and a woman who at seven months says to the doctor, kill it? Yeah. There's no there's no difference. It's a distinction Zero. without a difference. Yes. Really. Right. Did you find any redeeming quality in this in Kermit while you were doing this movie? Well, he was a he's a very accomplished fellow. I mean, <laughs> he really was. I mean, he's a great piano player. He's like very learned. I mean, you know, he he was well educated, very articulate, but he was just soulless. I mean, he 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 had been so he had been doing it for so long that he was so conditioned to just doing it like, you know, you're you're making an omelet or something. He had no feelings about it whatsoever, and he had convinced himself that he was doing a service to these poor women. You know, they come to him because they have nowhere else to go, and I'm going to take care of their lives and give them back their lives by getting rid of this baby. You know, they, they say you've got to do a compliment sandwich. You can't just deride <laughs> someone. So uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, he was a... Um, Vicious and brutal murderer, but he was an expert chef of human flesh, <laughs> right. and he was a vicious sociopath. And right. Yeah, yeah. There's no I, a redeeming quality. It's an interesting way to phrase it because I don't think anything could redeem people. Yeah, like I this. wondered if he was ever except like except Christ. Exactly. You think Christ could redeem him? Christ could redeem yeah. anyone. There's nothing more powerful than his sacrifice what, on the cross. So, and if God's now fell to his knees, converted, had a relationship with Jesus, submitted to the church, received the sacraments, he would be saved. Or could be saved. But he'd yeah. still rot in prison for the rest of his life or get the death penalty. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he, he has to face the legal penalties he's incurred on the basis of his own actions. Absolutely. I'm not for the death penalty. I think he should be locked up permanently. Well, uh, he made a deal that he's yeah, exactly. life without parole. He, he But I got I to gotta tell you, stories like this make, make one very – the, the reason why I'm against the death, death penalty is not because I oppose killing evil. It's because I don't trust the government to tell me what evil is. Right. And so that's why I, 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 the easiest way to explain it is Kamala Harris walks up to you and says, we need to kill that guy right there because he murdered babies. And you're going to be like, Kamala, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> right. I'm, it's not, I'm not going to kill that man. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing the state could say to me. But I got to tell you, this guy, you know, if, if I, I, I can't tell you what I would do if I walked into this place and I saw a guy with a bunch of baby parts killing babies. It, I, I'll tell you this. No, I'll, I'll say it outright. If I we, we talked about this, I was going to ask you. If I walked into a room and I saw this guy holding a baby and about to snip its neck, I'd shoot him in the yeah, head. Yeah, of course. I would. I would fucking. I, I I'd say freeze, drop it, leave that mm -hmm. baby alone. Well, yeah, exactly. But, you you don't you don't want to go for for a, a kill shot or something, but you want to use force in order to prevent it. And I would. I would you, put, if it's at, if you, you have to neutralize the threat, you you know aim for body. But if, when the mom screams, no, don't. Well, how do you? How I don't do you care. Do? You just be like, fuck you. No what, do, what do you mean? No, don't. The if mom, there is, she wants it to happen. Okay, Ian. There is a woman sitting at a table, and there's a baby on the table, and you walk in, and the doctor's got a hammer, and he raises it above the baby, and you're holding a gun, and you, and what do you do? If she's well, like, no, don't, no, no, don't shoot, shoot him. Anything. In. She doesn't say anything. Well, he's that, got a hammer. Yeah, he's he's about, like, about to slam yeah, it. Well, uh, pretty clear. I, I'll be like, put down the hand. Well, I mean, if it's and then like, she says, no, don't let him do it. Yeah. You're going to let him do it. Well, it gets complicated. Well, the mom point. said, let him fucking yeah. kill the baby. We, we sort of talked about this the other day, but here, here's another element which is introduced here. If the child has already been born, it can be taken from the mother and put into protective services if she's trying to kill it. That's a good point. At that point, it's I, I, not the listen, mom's responsibility. We're talking about this guy was killing babies, not abortions. He was taking babies that were alive outside of the womb and then cutting their spinal cords. So you don't believe in the death penalty? You'd kill him? 
Yes, to prevent. Well, but I just the said death penalty Ian. is a punishment, and he's talking about about oh, a preventative you're to stop measure. The crime. I just yeah. said yeah, the, the crime. reason why I don't support the death penalty is not because I don't believe in killing evil. It's because I don't trust the so state. If, oh, so you're, you you're actually not making if, the point I thought you were making. If you then. walked no, no, in listen. and you saw him standing there with a the bloody knife and the dead babies below him, you wouldn't kill him. I already did the act. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, so so my point is, you can the use, goal is to prevent harm. Exactly, to you can no. use force to prevent harm, but you to use it after the fact is an entirely different story. But but, but also I, vigilanteism. My, yeah. the, the point about the death penalty is, in the instance I saw him with that, like uh, let's let's do the Emperor Palpatine mm-hmm. scenario, the the truly evil emperor. He controls the courts and he's going to get away with it. If there was a circumstance in which I knew. Someone was going to cause harm and kill, and the only way to stop it was to kill them. Well, then I would. And I, 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 the best example is probably warfare. I see someone with a gun, and they're, they we're in war. They're shooting and killing people, and I see them in that kind of situation. When you're in a, a, a war kind of situation, you decide if I don't kill him now, he's going to kill my friends, my brother. Like it's 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 hot conflict. If a person has been subdued or is not a threat actively, then I think they should be subdued and locked up. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a challenge in, I'm not in law enforcement. So any instance in which the state says to me, we should kill somebody, I have to trust the state that they're correct and he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So as I said, imagine Nancy Pelosi walks up to you, Ian, and she goes, Ian, listen to me. This <laughs> man you've never met before, he is a dangerous murderer and we need to kill him now. Here's the gun. Shoot him. Would you do it? No. Fuck of course not. <laughs> exactly. So fuck the death penalty. Yeah. So. But if I saw a guy literally killing babies, I'd be like, stop. Yeah. And if he was like, no, I'd be like, that. Or- yeah. I mean, also, whether you're for or against the death penalty at a philosophical or theological level, it becomes a question not only of that, but do you trust the specific government under which you live? I think it's thinkable that someone could have the position that in certain scenarios, the death penalty could be acceptable, but they would never trust our government with that power. I think there's something to be said, too, in, in relation to death penalty, to get more specific, because I'm sure people are wondering, if I walked in, the baby was already dead, as you you would ask, I probably, I wouldn't kill him, and I would call for the police, yeah, have them come and take him away, and I'm still not in favor of the death penalty at that point. Lock him in a box, throw away the key. Without spoiling this movie that you directed... Uh, how did how did the shit hit the fan with this guy? Uh, he was under investigation originally for writing phony prescriptions for OxyContin and selling the prescriptions. And so the police got a search warrant to search his clinic because of this. And when the police went in, they found all the fetuses in the filthy clinic, and and they found frozen fetuses in the freezer. They found a whole rack of like little jars where he had clipped off the feet of phoenixes and stored them in formaldehyde and they went back to the uh, district attorney and said there's some really really horrible things going on at this clinic and we need to prosecute this man for murder and then within like what a day within like two hours they were back there or something yeah. wow 2.3 million dollars fundraised to make this movie yeah it was a big big fundraising campaign but the other thing that he was doing too was that he surrounded himself in his clinic not with not with trained nurses everybody else that worked in the clinic were just like neighborhood girls that he taught to administer anesthetics 
Uh, they, oh, wow. One one girl started working there when she was fifteen, That's bad. and she was the one that sort of uh, gave them the drugs that put them under so that he could perform the abortion. Did they bust any of the women? Some of them, yes. Yeah, some of them went to jail. I think there were four four of the four of the people that worked in the clinic also served like manslaughter or you know some some sort of thing. I I, I don't remember right away. Were there some that had been performing procedures at his behest that they let off because it was just like they're 16 years old, dude? Right. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot, a lot of that. And, uh, and, you know, these, these, since he was, he had nobody around him that could challenge him that we, that would say to him, this doesn't feel right, you know, and if anybody ever said that, he got rid of them. So it was very, very sinister and, and, Unbelievable that it was allowed to go on as long as it was. What are your What are your personal feelings on abortion? Do you ever talk about those publicly? If you do, well, I I I, I think you would probably characterize me as pro choice, but it's mm-hmm. not pro choice a hundred percent. I definitely think that abortion is the killing of an innocent life. It's a killing of a human life. I think there's a difference. To me, there's a difference in doing that in the first two months of the pregnancy because I don't think at that time that that, uh, that the fetus will, it's not even a fetus, that it, at that point it causes any pain. At the same time, though, I go back and forth on this because there's no question at conception mm-hmm. that this is going to turn into a human life. It is a human life. It is, yeah. yeah. Life and, begins at conception. Yeah, and but so... That, but it's, it's you know, uh, my view is not too dissimilar, but a little bit more in the direction of pro-life. I think abortion, causeless abortion for no reason is wrong. Yeah. But I have a, I have a, a, a governmental a philosophical question about one body, two lives, and the rights of which and how you, how you confront that. I don't even know how you confront that. There's obvious, like, my view is... If a woman chooses to engage in reproductive activities that results in a pregnancy, well, I mean, come on, take responsibility. You have chosen to engage a life form in you. To terminate it now is, is, is an action you took. But there's questions of rape when a woman doesn't choose. And there's a question of whether the government has a right to determine a person must give their body to another person or provide their body to another person. That's horrifying to me. But uh, it's, it's shocking to me that I think the science is clear. Mm-hmm. Life begins at conception. From that moment, you have an independent set of DNA separate from the other person. Right. The, and I, I, it's strange to me that we've had we've had lefties on the show. I think you know Vosh said after birth, like when does life begin? Birth. It's like what? That, that, <laughs> what? That's that's crazy. A better question yeah. is when does like humanity magic. when does the humanity appear in the fetus? Like because yeah. I, I agree with you that but it is alive immediately. It's alive, yeah. but but it's only destined to become a human. It could die in the womb. It may never become a human. If you so like, at what Ian, point should we start? Still, it, it's human. Well, Ian, your humanity is not something extrinsic which is imposed upon you later. Humanity is intrinsic to the human. From every moment of existence, a human is a human. There's no point in time at which you are not one, Ian. If we were to judge whether or not someone was worthy of life or humanity based on their thinking capacity, well, then I'm sorry, Ian, you're on. No, you're wrong. I'm the smartest. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. But like, you could be, you could have told me that, what you just uh-huh. told me. Everyone's a human. Uh-huh. Like, you're always a human. And it, but if you told me that when I was six weeks old, I would just hear, and I, so I would, there wouldn't even be a me. There was, so there's no someone who's six weeks, so someone who's six weeks old isn't human and we can kill I, him? I believe there is no consciousness at six weeks. I don't Ian. know. 
Is there? So I think they're. I'm talking about a, later, ch- a child that is like. Are we talking about no, no, a baby after birth? in the womb after six weeks of conception? After, after conception. Six weeks after. Well, they, the they, they, they certainly couldn't hear you and understand you as far as I'm aware, but that is. There's no part of humanity or the rights of a human which are contingent upon them being able to hear and understand you. Ian, are you familiar with Krang? Oh, yeah, the brain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, can't survive outside of the, the machine he's in. Yeah. Should he be killed? Fuck yeah, dude. He's the villain. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. So I always my, like no, Krang. I'll give you a, uh, my, my, the actual question is, there is a, um, a human who a bomb goes off. And it blows off uh, the lower portion of the torso, the pelvis, portions of the intestines, side of the face. And they hook the person up to a machine with limited brain capacity, just going, but looking around and like pointing at things. So there's something going on there. So he's like Biden. <laughs> yeah. Just kill this it. is a yeah. good question. Because if someone is on a machine with just no brain activity and they're laying there, it's up to the family to kill it. Him it. or her. It because there's, there's a, no there's person a, there anymore. There's a really point. great it's story, Ian. Uh, you know what locked-in syndrome is? Lock, oh, locked-in syndrome? When a person Brutal. is fully paralyzed and they can only they can only move their eyes. I've heard of that. Or not even their eyes. I heard some somebody was in yep. it and his parents played Barney for like 12 years while they thought he was in like a comatose, but he heard it the whole time. And imagine the he family. He came out later and was like, and, what did you guys do to me? And imagine the family being like, kill him. Imagine yep. this. Ian, I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine you're, uh, you're, you're, you're driving uh, your, your go-kart and, going to this, and you get hit by a semi. And you wake <laughs> up in the hospital and you're looking. And you're looking around, but you can't move anything. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, oh, no, 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 no. What, what happened? What happened? And the doctor looks down and there's, you know, all of us and, you know, there's your, your significant other and your family. And the doctor goes, the eyes will move as a response to stimuli, but I'm sorry. Ian's, he's, he's gone. There's nothing left. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And then he goes, I think we should kill him. I think we should pull the plug. And would, would, would you be going, yeah, I guess I should die. And then the, and your mom goes, but, but is there a chance? Is there a chance? Well, look, there is, but it's very, very slim. It's going to be very, very expensive. And I'm telling you, in my professional opinion, he's gone. I think you'd be better off not trying to see if he'd recover and just letting him die. And then your mom goes, well, there is no response. He isn't listening to us. He's basically not there. He has no humanity. Kill him. Imagine that. You'd, you'd not be happy with that. No person would. You'd, you'd, you'd be inside your mind screaming internally, unable to do anything, as they're saying, we're now going to kill you. What's this process called that what they're experiencing? Locked-in Locked syndrome. In syndrome. Is, do they have brain activity during that? Uh, sometimes they can't discern it. Mm-hmm. And so the, there's, a, there's a famous story where the doctor said the light, the, the eyes will just move as a response, uh, as a reaction to stimuli. And the, the limited brain activity suggests this person is brain dead and unable to be There's recovered. a lot of neurons in the heart and in the stomach. I mean, you're, you aren't just your brain. And the so doctor says, point, and the doctor says, look, Mrs. Crossland, I'm sorry for your loss. She'd be like, call me Becky. Becky, I'm sorry for your loss, but you need to understand your son has healthy organs and his death could mean the survival of many more people. Now there is a possibility he could have survived. He could survive. But we're saying it's a very, very slim chance, and it's best we pull the plug. How much money do they get for organs? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah. Do they encourage families to pull the plug? I don't know, but I'm just saying, look, if it were me and I was laying on a, on a bed and they were like, you know, he's dead, I'd be like, my, I'll say this now for everybody, give it, give me some time. You How know long? What I, mean? I probably wouldn't want to be bedridden for years, but couple yeah. months maybe to give me just a, a chance yeah. give me a chance Six you know months. what I mean I'll be like first three months I'll be in a deep comatose regeneration and the next three I'll come out after that you'll start feeling me I wouldn't want to just give up right away 
You know, well, I've also, been married for 35 oh. years, and it's like I don't trust my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, this is actually something you can get into when you write your own living will. This is called a limited like will where you can say, if I am unconscious for X amount of time, you may intubate me or you may not intubate me. You yeah. may let me go or you may try to keep me alive as long as right. possible. And that's something that everybody, every single person in this room, I don't care how old you are, should be thinking about now. Because you get in a car accident, that's something they're going to want to know because otherwise your loved ones are stuck a, making that choice for you. Here, here, so I don't, I don't want to go too long. So I'll just ask Ian uh, one more question. Maybe you guys can answer. Uh, the, the, the reason I bring that story up is – a lot of people try to make the argument that babies can't feel pain or there's no brain activity, thus they're not alive, thus it's fine. And there's a lot of questions about human beings in certain positions where you'd probably want to live. And that baby wants to live. One, one, one thing that's indicative to, to almost all life is the desire to continue living. Yes. So just being like, for no reason at all, we're going to kill this. But um, that's why I bring up that scenario. So people, you know, you can think about that. And, and you know, maybe, maybe we're wrong. But let me ask you, uh, Ian, if you got into a car accident, and you were suffering from locked-in syndrome, and you could only move your eyes, and the doctor says, "By Jove, he's he's alive in there. Look up and down for yes, and left and right for no." And you could, and they're like, "Wow!" And then the doctor says, "Mr. Crossland, Elon Musk has entered the room." And Elon goes, "Ian, I know you can't give me complex answers, but I have Neuralink right here. I'm going to put it in your brain to interface you with computers." So you can continue to experience a whole new life. Look up and down for yes, left and right for no. Would you accept the Neuralink? I, mm, I, I want to tell him to give me six weeks to think about it. Uh, <laughs> how do I do that? You can't. There's no comeback you later can. signal. He's got in order to communicate. You got to get hooked up. Oh, jeez, how bad is it? Would I be able to tell? You think they can tell from from their bed from their comatose state how bad it is? No, 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 no. Or no. How their injuries are? No, no, no. They're saying you're never going to recover. And all you yeah, can do is neural net at that point. I'd be one of the guinea pigs, I think. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And then what happens is he puts you in a, a, a like Thank you far for worse the situation. Pill, yeah. He just like finds your, <laughs> right. your personal hell and he places you there. And then no. Elon Musk. It's all, like Morpheus he, he, he giving plugs me the you red in. pill. He, he, as soon as you're hooked up after like 16 hours of surgery, he leans over you in the bed and he goes, Ian, I've successfully performed the procedure. And then all of a sudden, you feel yourself sitting up, and Elon's got a wristband, and he's swiping, and, and then you get up and you start doing the Charleston, and, he's, and, then you, and you're thinking to yourself, "No, oh god!" But would you guys Neuralink, you know, hook up to the brain interface if you were in a coma or something? Oh yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'd have to think about that. I'd have to know more about like what the Neuralink is. I'm also curious to see what any theologians have to say about it. I mean, you can't ask those questions. No, I know. Well, the, I, but that, I, wouldn't, late, I can't yeah. answer that question right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And the answer would be no. That's you have I'm one saying. chance like, to say before, yes. Uh, before I now. can answer that question, I would need to, I feel like there's more I would need to know before I could give a competent answer and I'm not in that place so I can't give, I can't tell you what I would say. I have no clue. Sounds like we need to do more shows on the neural net. Mm, yeah. I'd probably do it. Yeah? Yeah. How come? Yeah. I don't know. I'd give it a chance, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because say, yeah. They, they've restored um, partial mobility to paralyzed people by putting electrodes in their spine. Mm -hmm. What about so, you? Yeah, probably. You know, and it's not so much about me. It's about, you know what? I give the science a chance. Like, if, if I can give something to humanity in my death, they can That'd give, be cool. give an opportunity. What about I, you? I, I like uh, um, <clears throat> um, right to try. Trump, mm, Trump passed yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what about you, Lydia? Um, I was going to say, as someone who has... 
definitely has a wheelchair at some point in my future because my brain is telling my body that it doesn't want to do the things that it's supposed to do via my nerves. Um, I'm pretty sure that if uh, Neuralink came out and was able to help people who are paralyzed or otherwise immobilized and whose brains refuse to do what they're supposed to do, I would probably say yes, just because I don't have any other options. It's not like cancer. You don't survive it. You're not a hero. You're just something you fucking live with for the rest of your life, and you eventually decompose till you're like a walking zombie. I've seen it happen. So thinking about Neuralink is especially um, interesting to me because I'm like, what if they could make it so that you could live a truly normal life with something like multiple cirrhosis or Parkinson's, and then you were able to go on. And you didn't become Elon Musk's tool, like Tim was talking about, but you were able to do normal functional things. I think that's great. Think how, that's cool. how amazing would it be if, like, you know, it's it's the year 2027, Elon Musk is going on the Joe Rogan experience, and he's sitting in the chair, and you're sitting next to him, and Joe's like, Elon, who, who who's this guy? And he's like, oh, this is my personal valet. He's He's got locked-in syndrome, but we plugged a, a program into his brain, and now I can control his body. <laughs> this he is can't me. communicate, but... He gets stuff for me. That's great. <laughs> and then he like swipes and you go, hey, Joe. <laughs> well, well, at least you could still roll your eyes. You know, yeah. You, yeah. Right. You're like, your eyes are going crazy. But he couldn't roll a 20. That's right. But he couldn't roll a 20. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's not, let's, let's not go too long. We have time for one more story about Gosnell. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes please. This is my favorite Goodness. story about what happened on Gosnell. We were shooting the movie and there was one part that I couldn't find. I hadn't been able to find an actress that suited this part. It was the part of a woman who had gone to Gosnell to get an abortion, and then she had uh, changed her mind. After she'd gotten home, she felt the baby kick, mm-hmm. and she called up and she said, I'm not going to have the abortion. And he said, it's too late. I've already put the uh, the sticks inside you, whatever, to, to you know stretch you out so that we can get the baby out. And he says, I'm not coming back. And she went to a hospital, had the procedure reversed, and she had the baby. And at the, in the movie, at the end of the movie, this little, this woman comes up and she has a little four-year-old girl. And she thanks the, uh, DA for prosecuting. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm looking for this part. I can't find this part. I, and I'm sitting in a Waffle House because I love Waffle House. And there's a waitress there who's going around apologizing to everybody for their food being late or whatever. And I keep looking at this woman and I'm like, this, she's perfect for that part. And so finally I go up to her and I say, look, I'm not a serial killer. I'm actually a big time director (laughs) and I'm making a movie. I know that sounds like a line, but have you ever acted before? And she said, no. And I said, would you consider doing this part? And she said, uh, well, I guess. And I, I, I went back and got the script. I brought it to her. We sat there in the Waffle House. She read the lines and I said, well, would you, you know, I think you can do this part. It's only like three or four lines, but it's a very powerful part. She said, well, I don't know. How much does it pay? And I said, well, it's probably going to be three days work, and you'll probably make about $700 a day. She says, okay. (laughs) And so, you know, she she had her whole family follow her to the set the first day just to make sure that I wasn't, you know, some crazy person. And we shoot the scene, and she was great. She was really good. Had this really beautiful look about her. She had like what, a. What was her name? Her name was Tessa. Tessa Franklin was her name. And um, after we'd done like the second day, she came to me and she said, "You know, this happened to me." I go, "What? What are you talking about?" And she said, "I went to have an abortion, and I changed my mind after I wow. saw the wow. ultrasound." Wow! Wow! And I was just like, wow. Wow. you know, I got, I got, I got chills. I was like, yeah. "Wow, this is." Uh, 
This is divine. You know, this is uh, I th- I think the it's hand so- of God here. Yeah. I think it's yes. so funny that the left is afraid of the laws that say you got to get an ultrasound mm-hmm. because they know what what's going to happen when the more sees information the you have, the less likely you are to choose abortion. That's right, yeah. and that's why they have to keep suppressing that, and that's so, why they can't watch the movie. This, that's why they never would even review Gosnell. I'd they never can't. heard of his name until today. Yeah. I didn't even know. He'd, I'd never heard anything about yeah. this until today, until like three hours ago. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. No, oh, society. The, the, the reason I ask is I'm looking at the cast now. I was wondering if she'd come up in the cast list or anything she, like that. She should, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the character's name, but her name is Tessa with a Y in it. T E S S Y A Franklin. Just, when you were telling the story, I was like, and then I thought you were going to be like, and it was Jennifer Aniston. Or you tell us some really famous person, but yeah. I think yours is better. And it's Great also like, story. it's not really about what we look like. You could see more than her looks. Like you felt her energy or her. It really, her, in looking back on it, it was just like, I kept. I just kept seeing her and going, she's perfect for this. And, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's not a coincidence. You know, That's for I, sure. I, I don't believe do it's you, a coincidence. Do you believe in coincidence? I, yeah, I don't think it is either. Yeah. Do you think coincidence is real? I don't. Not really. I mean, That's I think, not, uh, you know. Oh, what do, what do you think? I well, saw, yeah. I believe in divine I'm into this guidance. like providence. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, watching that comedian... Mock the get, mock COVID, getting the vaccines, and then blaspheme, falling down and hitting her head. I, I've been into like the electric sometimes. universe. It's another kind of an alternate theory on the universe that it's all magnetic and like. So if that's the case, I, I really believe that divinity is is like a magnetic force. So, but what if it's not magnetic? Well, I guess I'm curious what the magnetism. I think the magnetism. Well, you guys, is a result you guys should do a I conversation. Just, I, I, I just all I want to say is I think the universe is incredible, regardless of what we find at rock bottom with respect to the substance of it. All right, you guys should do a conversation. We should. And, Ian, uh, we, we Nick, have it's to. Been a, it's been a blast. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for it's having wonderful. me, Tim. And uh, yeah, thanks for being fun. thanks for being members, everybody. Thanks for making all this possible. We'll see you all next time.